2: If you dig the twisted, admire the outlandish, and are enamored by the unusual, you're in the right place. True crime, the supernatural, the unexplained, now you're speaking our language. If you agree, join us as we dive into the darker side. You know, because it's more fun over here. Welcome to Total Conundrum. Warning. Some listeners may find the following content disturbing. Listener discretion is advised. <laughs> hey there, Conundrum Crew. It's Jeremy and Tracy back with a brand new episode for you.
1: That's right, folks. It's our 15th episode, and we're diving into a creepy topic today. So grab your favorite cozy blanket. And let's skip turning down the lights for this one as we journey into this horrifying tale.
2: Ooh, I've got goosebumps already. And speaking of things that go bump in the night, what's on the menu for today, Tracy?
1: Well, Jeremy, in this episode, I'll be serving up a spine-tingling tale of the black-eyed kids and their not-so-friendly cousins, the white-eyed kids.
2: Black-eyed kids? White-eyed kids? It sounds like a creepy family
1: reunion. Are they distant relatives of the Children of the Corn? Close, but not quite. These mysterious children have their own unique brand of spooky. You won't believe the stories and encounters people have had with them. It's a real case of the Children of the Contact Lens gone rogue.
2: Well, I can't wait to hear all about it. If you see any kids with unusual colored eyes outside your windows, Tracy, just remember... Don't invite them in unless they've got some killer riddles for our conundrum challenge.
1: (laughs) Ha ha, noted. We wouldn't want our listeners missing out on that conundrum challenge fun, would we?
2: Not at all. So ladies and gentlemen, prepare for a wild ride into the unknown as we explore this mysterious urban legend and try to uncover the secrets behind the eerie eyes. Buckle up,
1: conundrum family, because it's about to get mysterious.
2: And just a quick reminder, if you ever encounter kids with peculiar peepers, maybe think twice before sharing your Halloween candy. You never know what you're inviting into your life.
1: Who are you kidding, Jeremy? You're not sharing any of your Halloween candy. Hell no. (laughs) All right, ghosties and goblins, before we dive into this paranormal pandemonium, make sure you've joined our spooktastic YouTube subscription that notification bell, let's be honest, it's feeling a little neglected lately. Give it a good old ring so it doesn't get all dingy on us and ensure it, it doesn't ghost you when we drop fresh episodes.
2: Absolutely, Tracy. And while you're at it, don't be shy with that thumbs up button. It's like the spectacular cousin of the like button. If this episode gave you even a beautiful smile, let the thumbs
1: up know it's fantastic. You got it. And if you're grooving to our show on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, leaving us a rating and review would be like a warm, cozy blanket. And who can resist a warm, cozy blanket? We certainly can't.
2: Don't be a crypto keeper, folks. If you got a tale that sent shivers down your spine or a riddle that's been scrambling your brain, share the spirit with us. We're all ears, and trust me, our ears have braved some pretty spooky stories. So haunt us with your words.
1: In our previous episodes, we spilt the tea about our podcast pals. Brace yourselves, because we've got some epic trailers from these fellow spookters heading your way in future episodes. Keep the share love flowing, because sharing is definitely scaring.
2: And brace yourself, because we're about to blow your minds with the black-eyed kids. But hey, before we plunge into the deep end of the spooky pool, we've got a trick-or-treat for you. Trailers from our partners in crime, Hot Garbage, True Crime, and Weird Mythic. A big shout out to those fabulous folks for joining forces with us.
1: So now's your chance to put on your podcast spectacles and dive into their shows too. And here's a little tip. If you don't, our resident ghost Casper might just supernaturally visit you in your dreams. Trust me, you don't want to mess with Casper, the unfriendly ghost.
2: And guess what? We've been scheming with Nisha and Buddha Badass for an epic crossover episode. Brace yourselves, people. Things are about to get crazier, spookier, and even a bit weirder. In the bizarre sphere, sphere, sphere. how do I say that again? Spear. Spear of things.
1: Of podcasting.
2: Of podcasting. (laughs) (laughs) Let me say that again. Yeah. (laughs) Of podcasting.
1: So enjoy the beautiful ride, Conundrum Crew. Let's dive
0: in. Top of the day, everyone. I'm Nisha. And I'm Vooda Badass. And we're the host of Hot Garbage True Crime Edition. Do you guys like true crime? I really don't. I feel like you force me on this show every freaking time I come here. Do you guys enjoy listening to victims and murderers and protest stuff? People that are sick in the freaking head, that's who likes it. That's who likes it. Well, if you like that kind of stuff, then you should totally check us out. I mean, every single Thursday, we drop the most hottest cases and we have fun while doing it. Uh, you, you drop the most hottest cases? You drop murder and death. Kill. How many people can actually say that they have fun while listening to a true crime podcast? And I feel like that's what we do here. So you're just not going to listen to me now. I'm just going to say this and you're not going to listen to me. Hey, you know what? Our listeners are not just our listeners, but they're our friends and our trash pandas. We the, love you guys. They're a lot, and I will read to that part, but I'm still just mad at you for just not talking to me. They're paying you this well to say all this. So check out Hot Garbage on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Check us out every single Thursday, a new episode drops. I officially hate this commercial. awesome some real.
1: Hey, Jeremy, how are you today? I'm
2: good. How are you, Tracy?
1: I'm good. And we have a little special treat today. We have a guest. Tammy, how are you? Doing good. Good. Nice. We're going <laughs> to torture her with our uh, scary story, and she'll be able to add some banter if she wants to, if she feels comfortable. Yeah. And if you hear a little jingle jingle, it's she's got a little puppy in her lap. So, but... Uh, Do we have any news or any updates?
2: Uh, I don't think so.
1: No. No. We we had to cancel our haunted house Uh, and cancel our
2: Halloween party.
1: First time in how many years? Twelve. Yeah, Yeah. very sad. We had some uh, pretty bad storms, took out a lot of uh, stuff and a lot of damage. A lot of animatronics broken. Yep. Ca- canopies collapsed. and So I know what I'll be doing for the next two months. <laughs> <laughs> Mother Nature was quite a bitch on this one. <laughs> Very much. <laughs> we spent an entire day in the rain taking everything down so we didn't lose more. It was it was depressing. <laughs> yeah. Our haunted
2: house consists of what, 12 canopies.
1: Oh, there's more than that, isn't there?
2: Yeah, there might be maybe it's sixteen.
1: And then we've got the ones up front too. Or is that all together? That's all
2: together. Okay. And then we lost probably about six of those due terrain. In,
1: in this storm. Four the, yeah, four in this previous storm. Was it four before? Yep. Hmm. So ten canopies yeah. in one season. Wow. Yeah, that's bad. That's expensive. Yeah, and we had just replaced four four of them that we lost and some of those ones that we just replaced broke too. Crazy. But it was not fun, but I know one thing that we need to cover is the conundrum challenge shout out from last week.
2: Oh yeah. We got a couple of winners. They eh?
1: do. They get a shout out on the show. So the riddle, if you don't remember or didn't see it from last week was I'm not alive, but I can grow. I don't have lungs, but I need air. I don't have a mouth, but water kills me. What am I? And on Facebook, Chris Miles guessed it right. And on Instagram, the Jake Sash Show guessed it right. And the answer is fire.
2: Good job, you guys.
1: Way to go, and we'll have another conundrum riddle for you at the end of this episode. And other than that, for news, like I said, we have our crossover episodes with we've got a few of them coming up in November. The Conversation Cabin, One Nothing Podcast, Hot Garbage Show, Haunts Cast.
2: Exciting.
1: And Bizarre Encounters is Should another be one. Fun. And tomorrow night, I will be, I don't know if Jeremy's going to do it yet or not. (laughs) Still
2: not sure. Still not sure.
1: um, Farah from the Conversation Cabin invited us to be guests on her Halloween special. So that's kind of scary, but I'm excited.
2: Get her done.
1: Yeah. But other than that, I don't think we have any other updates or news.
2: All right let's get into it.
1: Let's get into the story. So today I'm going to terrify you with something that terrifies me. The black eyed kids. Jeremy have you ever heard of them?
2: No I've never heard of them at all.
1: You only torment me with them. I only them. torment you with them. And the Hookman. And the hook Tam, have you ever heard of them? No. Well, I'm about to uh, rock your world. Pop your uh, black-eyed kids cherry, because these kids are horrible. Oh, <laughs> boy. So let's just get in uh, into it. The infamous black-eyed children. They're like the rock stars of the paranormal world, but with a seriously creepy vibe. These pint-sized cryptids or maybe just a bunch of urban legends gone wild, have been haunting our nightmares since the late 1990s thanks to an explosion of Internet culture. But if you think about it, the concept of the spooky childlike specters dates back before the Internet was even a thing. It's like they had a prehistoric version of Twitter to scare people with. (laughs) (laughs) So here's the deal. These black-eyed children... Are described as mini ghouls, typically in their early teens or younger, with eyes that are pure, unadulterated black.
2: Oh boy. Just black as coal.
1: Black as coal. Black N- as nuts. No iris, no white of the eye, no nothing. Just black. Well, that sounds demonic. Right. You know, the eyes that kind of make you double-check your contact lens prescription? People who have crossed paths with them swear they're sinister, utterly terrifying, and occasionally borderline dangerous. But what are they? Well, what are they? (laughs) Nobody's entirely sure, and that's where the fun begins. In most of these spine-tingling tales, You'll find these peculiar children lurking around highways, streets, and residential areas. They're like your worst nightmare hitchhikers or ding-dong ditchers. (laughs) They follow random folks around, and they show up on people's doorsteps just to mess with their heads. And don't even get me started on that lost child act. It's all fun and games until you stop and help then things take a turn for the bizarre. Oh,
2: what, what happens?
1: <laughs> we'll get into it. Okay, okay. And that's where things get even wilder. Theories about these little rascals are all over the place. Little rascals. Little <laughs> rascals. <laughs> so I had to bring some humor into it because these things absolutely terrify me. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I've noticed.
1: <laughs> Some say they're they're ghostly. Others are convinced that they're demons, or maybe even next generation vampires. Some even suggest that they're masterminds of dark magic, like a pint-sized Voldemort fan club. <laughs> hmm. If you're into Harry Potter. Oh, I'm into Harry Potter. <laughs> I like Harry Potter. Yes, you do. And st- wait, no, the dogs do.
2: The dog. Oh. Yeah,
1: Remember, right. the dogs are what always turn on Harry Potter, not well, they you. They do.
2: They've watched all their uh, movies. All of them. many, All, all of them. Many, many times. the game show. <laughs>
1: the game show. <laughs> yeah. They dig that shit. I'm sure if the dogs could talk, they could probably recite it just like you.
2: Oh, I'm pretty sure they know all the spells and <laughs> what wand they would want, you know.
1: Oh, totally. It's a good thing they don't have wands because they could cast spells on us. <laughs> they're probably not very happy with us lately because we've been so busy. So we come home and they don't even greet us at the door anymore. They're so mad at us.
2: <laughs> just lumps.
1: Just, just lay lumps there. on the couch. They just want to be fed. So UFO enthusiasts have their own story. They think these kids might be human-alien hybrids, Which, let's face it, it would make for an out-of-this-world bedtime story. Yeah. And part of the reason that people think that they might be more related to, like, aliens presenting as humans or whatever, sometimes when they talk, they... Sound very monotone. Kind of, like, monotone. robotic. And they say things like... You know, instead of like, I need to use your telephone. Sometimes they'll say, I need to use your telegraph. Telegraph. And yeah, like things are dated and sometimes their clothes are dated and stuff. So they think it's, you know, possibly aliens just trying to get in to do mind control and they don't know where we're at in technology or what the right words are. So that's kind of why some people believe that they're more alien than they are cryptid or ghost-like or okay. demonic. Okay. Tam, do you know what a cryptid is? No. Okay, so a cryptid would be like, it's a creature that...
2: Tam, you have a world of knowledge, don't you?
1: <laughs> Not really. Not no? with the supernatural? No. So cryptids are kind of like, Bigfoot would be a, a cryptid. Haven't you
2: ever seen a ghost or had any ghost experiences?
1: Um, Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, tell yeah. us about it. Come on. <laughs> we want to hear.
1: I had the faucet turn on once. All by itself? All by itself? Yep. That's freaky. Uh, yeah, that would freak me out. <laughs> yeah. That had ghost had to have some energy. <laughs> I mean, but, at
2: least it could do is clean for you.
1: Right? <laughs> I doubt it. No. <laughs> but a cryptid would be and a good example that you would probably know as Bigfoot. Okay. So it's like a creature that people believe exists, but they can't prove exists type thing. Okay. So that would be a good example. Yeah. Mothman. Mothman. And there's all sorts of dog man. Dog man. Pig man. There's a lot of mans. There's a lot of mans. (laughs) Like a banshee or there's, you know, all sorts of them. Is i a, you consider it a cryptid? I, you know not that I say that I'm not 100% sure that might be more of an urban legend. I mean, how does something
2: fall into the cryptid category versus like a demonic
1: I think the true category. Cryptid category is more animalist, you know, okay. more or more animal like. Okay. That's what I would believe. I am not a crypto cryptoologist or anything. You're a cryptozoologist? No. I mean, what no. the hell. No. So, where did we leave off? The UFO stuff. All right. So, then there are the skeptics who think that they're just a bunch of kids. Playing twisted pranks on unsuspecting folks.
2: Well, I've seen those stories.
1: Oh, yes.
2: And those do
1: happen. They do. In this day and age, it would be more possible, too, to try to freak people out or pretend Whoa, sure, you're with black. All the
2: contact lenses Yeah, you and... got
1: the sclera blackout lenses and stuff. Ugh. But when this originated, those were not a thing. And if they were, they would have been very expensive. Because even just contact lenses back then... Were very expensive.
2: Yeah, you probably would have had to know somebody in like the
1: like a special movie effects. Yeah. yeah. So with the kids playing pranks on unsuspecting folks, you know the kind of pranks that make you want to call your therapist. But for all we know, they might just be an internet-born myth that's been passed around on the forums, YouTube, and some other nifty photo editing. Um, in this digital age. Anything's possible.
2: No, it's all
1: true. It's totally. It's it's totally all true. Nobody alters photos or, you know, superimposes ghosts. Nope. 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 People don't do that stuff. That's Mm -hmm. dishonest. Yeah. (laughs) Now, if you're hoping for a historical record of when these freaky encounters started or where this whole legend originated, well, you're out of luck. It's like they erased themselves from history. Or did they? Or did they? Hold on to your... I
2: I think that's, you know, one of the things about all these creatures and cryptids and stuff like that is if you look back in history, there's similar creatures just with different names, you know? Oh, yeah. So it's kind of like the creature is evolving through the years.
1: Oh, definitely.
2: You know, but, you know, a lot of these stories, if you look, if you do your research, you can find you know, theories of these creatures way back in like the 1700s and stuff like that, way back before the internet existed. Or
1: it could be a medical condition or something too. Could be. I mean, I'm sure there's some kind of medical condition that causes, you know, like with Albino, you know, with albino people, they have more red pigment in their eye. Like their eyes are all red and pink. Yeah. So it could be there could be something else that could block. Could be unknown animals still existing. Oh, I mean, definitely. Especially ocean animals oh the ocean ocean is a scary freaking place there's a lot of shit down there that i don't even ever want to encounter i ain't
2: swimming in that shit
1: (laughs) i swim in it but not very far
2: (laughs) (laughs) i'd be the first one
1: to get eaten (laughs) (laughs) well hold on to your tinfoil hats folks because it looks like we might have unearthed one of the earliest records recorded of the Black Guy Kids stories. Ooh. And by earliest, I mean let's go back in time when... To we... 1999. <laughs> <laughs> when Y2K was a thing and we were all worried about our Tamagotchis. I, I was like
2: right there. See that?
1: You were. You were just a year off. Do yeah. you know what a Tamagotchi is? Do you remember them? Uh, No, but I mean I, I kind of do, I guess. They're the little kids. They were like a little digital keychain, and it was like an animal, and you had to feed them and water them, like a, and
2: like a digi pet. Digi pet, yeah. yeah,
1: same kind of thing. My kids loved them, and one of them, actually, they found it like a couple years later, and unfortunately, their Tamagotchi uh, died. How many, yeah, how many times <laughs> did they kill it? Right. <laughs> Did your kids you forgot f- to feed your animal 12 times. Did your kids play with those Tam? Those Tamagotchi or DigiPets?
0: Not really. No?
1: Mm-mm.
0: I think it's more of a girl thing.
1: Maybe. <laughs> They're more into their video games. So, in 1996, a Texan reporter named Brian Bethel decided to drop a chilling tale on the internet. Now, we're not talking about your average cat videos or dancing babies no Brian went straight for the jugular with the mysterious encounter with not one but two malevolent kids sporting the darkest eyes on this side of the black hole. Those dancing baby videos were funny <laughs> they shit, were though. funny and you do a very good impression of it Oh yeah I do <laughs> <laughs>
2: I have no bones in my body. I just <laughs>
1: wiggle and jiggle. The Usenet's alt.folklore.ghost forum was the place where Brian decided to spill the beans about his haunting experience. Imagine Usenet as the Reddit of the 90s, but with a lot more dial up internet. Oh my God, dial up internet. <laughs> that noise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The, that, yes and that's where brian chose to drop his spooky saga and it's got urban legend written all over it i mean who can blame him if i stumbled upon a couple of demon-eyed kids back in 96 i'd be rushing to share my tale too so let's rev up your engines and buckle your seatbelts be- <laughs> because we're about to cruise down memory lane with Brian's account of what went down that night. Now, you might want to roll those car windows up and lock your doors because this story is about to take you on a wild ride. It's a tale that'll... <laughs> Spooky. It's a tale that'll have you checking your rearview mirror and making sure your car's security is in tip-top shape. So, shift into gear, my friends, and let's motor through this crazy journey. Here is Brian's story. You guys ready? Oh, we're ready. Are you ready, Tan? We're on the edge of our seat. (laughs) So, he says, Near as I can figure, this happened in 1996. I've managed to pin down the date that far. I feel like it happened in the spring or summer since I remember wearing a pair of shorts. But one of my great regrets is not recording the actual date of the event. Summer of 69. <laughs> After you hear the story, you'll think it would be something you'll never forget. But given enough time between, not the case. My memory, while good, isn't quite perfect.
2: Who's this? Right?
1: Right. I can't remember what I had for dinner last night. I can't either. <laughs> Wait, did we even have dinner? We might not have. I want to do over. That's probably why my stomach's grown. <laughs> Wait, we had chicken. Oh, that's right, we did. Chicken from Coburns. Yeah, man, 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 man. Not as good as KFC though. No. <laughs> I need KFC to back in our town or back near us. So he continues to say I had gone down to the former site of Camelot Communications, one of the area's original internet providers, to pay my bill. At the time, Camelot was located on, the, on North 1st Street, near the movie theater, in the shadow of what is now Chase, then Bank One. I was using the light of the theater's marquee to write out my check while I planned to put it in Camelot's night dropbox slot. Do you remember those days of actually driving to pay your bills, dropping them off in, you know, their, like, after-hours boxes and stuff?
2: I've never used those. No? No.
1: I remember having to do that. There was some, like, charter cable back in... Yeah, I mean, they would still allow you to
2: send your bill in, because I...
1: Oh, you could mail it in and stuff, but, like, if you'd forgot to mail it in, if it was a local business, they'd have a little drop box. I remember doing that a few times. That was before, you know.
2: I remember them existing. I just, I've never used
0: one.
1: Yeah. So, involved in his check writing, he never heard them approach. There was a knock on my driver's side window, he said. Two young (laughs) boys... I was like... (laughs) Good good sound effect. (laughs) Two young boys, somewhere between 9 and 12 years old, were dressed in hooded pullovers, and they stood outside his window. I cracked the window a bit, anticipating a spiel for money, but I was immediately gripped by my incomprehensible, soul racking fear, and I had no idea why. A conversation ensued between one boy, a somewhat suave, olive-skinned, curly-headed young man, and myself. The other, a red-headed, pale-skinned, freckled young man, stayed in the background. The spokesman, as he calls them, or as I've come to think of him, told me that him and his companion needed a ride. They wanted to see a movie, Mortal Kombat, but they had left their money at their mother's house, asked if I could give them a ride. Plausible enough, but all throughout this exchange, the irrational fear continued and grew. I had no reason to be frightened of these two boys, but I was terribly after a bit more conversation i looked up at the theater marquee and down at the digital clock display in my car mortal kombat's last show of the night had already started by the time i could have driven the boys anywhere and back it would have been practically over all the while the quote-unquote spokesman uttered assurances it wouldn't take too long they were just two little kids. They didn't have a gun or anything. The last part was a little bit unnerving. (laughs) Yeah. Why would you think of, you know, saying that? We don't have a gun or anything, sir. (laughs) That is, yeah, spooky. I noticed that my hand had strayed towards the lock on my door. I pulled it away, perhaps a bit too violently. In the short time, I had broken the gaze of the spokesman, Something had changed and my mind exploded in a vortex of all-consuming terror. Both boys stared at me with coal black eyes. The sort of eyes one sees these days on aliens or bargain basement vampires on late night television. Soulless- so why, d- why did it take him that Amount of time to notice realize
2: that their eyes were black.
1: It's a common occurrence, and I'm going to share a few more stories with you. And people don't realize it right away. Like, for instance, they were wearing hoodies, and most of them will have their hoods up and their heads kind of down.
2: Yeah, heads down. Yeah,
1: and and kind of when they get irritated is when they kind of look up and make eye contact. Yeah, but it's like there's they're messing with your head at the same time. A lot of people account that they'll feel like they're reaching to open the door further. Like if the ones that come to their house, they'll like unconsciously go to open the door further and then catch themselves doing that. And so it's kind of like a kind of a mind meld or mind control type thing too. Mm. So, crazy. Any, very. So these soulless orbs look like two great swaths of Starless Night, is how he describes them. And he said, I did what I feel any rational person would do. I full-on freaked out inside while trying to appear completely sane and calm on the outside. I apologized to the kids. I made whatever excuse came to mind, all of them designed to get me the hell out of there. The aurora of fear was now a Palpable black hanging thing, almost as if reality itself was warping around me. I wrapped my hand around the gear shift, threw the car into reverse, and began to roll up the window, apologizing all the while. My fear must have been evident. The boy in the back wore a look of confusion. The spokesman banged sharply on the window as I rolled it up. His words, full of anger, echoed in my mind even today. We can't come in unless you tell us it's okay. Let us in. Uh, no. (laughs) Fuck no. (laughs) Get the fuck away from my car before you get a boot in
2: the fucking ass. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I drove out of the parking lot in blind fear, and I'm surprised I didn't sideswipe a car or two along the way. I stole a quick look in my rearview mirror before peeling out into the night. The boys were gone. Even if they had run, I don't believe there was any place that they could have hidden from view that quickly.
2: So they just kind of went poof.
1: Poof. Ooh, They're gone. He gone. He gone. They gone. (laughs) (laughs) Brian goes on to say the following. I do feel like I can say this with some authority. This was back in the day when freaky coal black contacts weren't widely available to a couple of kids in Abilene, Texas for anything under a small fortune. And there wasn't enough time to put such things on in the short time I broke the spokesman's gaze even if they could afford them. Will I ever know for certain what I saw? Probably not. Do I ever care to see them again? Hell no. As much as I still don't know what happened that night and why, here's one thing that I do know. It's a gut feeling, but one that raises a level of almost certainty. If I had given the spokesman and his friend a ride on that long ago evening, I don't think I'd be here to type this now. Well,
2: next time, Brian, let's test the theory. I mean, really.
1: (laughs) Give him a ride?
2: How are we ever going to know, you know? If nobody ever takes these kids up on their
0: offers.
1: Right? All we gotta know. Oh, well, that's not gonna be me taking them up on their offers. I mean, maybe they're black eyed angels. <laughs> they're coming to grant you a wish. Maybe. Money power. Bethel was like a ghost story guru of the Usenet group, spooking the digital world with dozens of eerie tales. But his Black Eyed Kids, the B.E.K., as they're also known, encounter, was it truly real? Or, you know, because he was one that would write so many scary stories. And he was actually a writer for a local newspaper and stuff as well. So Mm. a lot of people will put into question if this truly actually happened or not, or if it was just one of the stories that he created.
2: Right, true. I mean, that's... True as anything.
1: Right. But it was so chilling that it did leave the internet collectively shocketh. He even had to uh, whip up a B.E.K. FAQ just to handle the overwhelming demand for more details about this newfound urban legend. So he created... It went viral. He did. (laughs) He had to create a you know FAQ, Frequently Asked Questions, for the black-eyed kids. Crazy. Now, you might be wondering... Do I believe in all this supernatural jazz? Well, according to Bethel, there's a high chance something otherworldly was at play. The fear? That's the real deal breaker. Picture this, you're casually minding your own business, and suddenly you get that feeling that you're being measured up by unseen forces. It's like you're staring into a cosmic reality show without your consent. And the grand prize is life and limb jeopardy. Hmm. I don't like that idea. I don't either. Ever since Bethel unleashed his original story, a legion of brave souls have come forward with their own BEK sightings. It's like they formed a spooky encounters club and membership is growing faster than a zombie horde on a caffeine kick. So it's kind
2: of like Dungeons and Dragons.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Picture this, a dozen stories swirling around, all following the same eerie script. These kids with eyes that could put a black hole to shame pop up at people's homes or cars, give a polite little knock, and then proceed to play the world's spookiest game of let me in. And what happens next? Well, anyone who's had the pleasure of encountering these midnight-eyed kiddos will tell you it's like a tidal wave of dread crashing over you. Now, you'd think these spooky tykes would at least rock some cool supernatural outfits like tiny ghost capes or alien antennas, right? Nah. They usually look like your run-of-the-mill kids. Sometimes they've got this whole vintage fashion thing going on, like they're auditioning for a time-traveling school play. And that's one thing I touched on, how sometimes their clothes are dated and some of their terminology is also dated. hmm but wait, there's more. In the deep end of this weirdness pool, some folks have claimed to meet creatures with talon-like feet. So these kids aren't exactly shoe shopping at your local mall. Weird. I didn't find any accounts of anybody talking about talon feet. I've never heard anything either. I hadn't before this either, but... I, I like how the stories evolve, though. It does yeah. now. It's kind of like a half black-eyed kid, half bird. Yes,
2: and now you're getting to the cryptids area. Yeah.
1: yeah. So then, if they have talent like feet, then they would be more classified as a cryptid versus a alien or boogeyman, know, boogeyman, demon. Yeah. But where do these little rascals even come from? Well, the conspiracy theorists have a grand theory. They're alien youngsters trying to reach out to their Earth buddies. I mean, that's what I mean. What if somebody just invited them in, (laughs) shared some cookies and
2: milk with these (laughs) bastards, learned their origins, okay?
1: (laughs) Just have a discussion. I mean... Let's get down to the nitty-gritty. Tell me about you. you Would you like to be on our podcast? (laughs) Yeah. Well, demonologists, on the other hand, think they're the devil's own offspring and inviting them in is like rolling out the red carpet for old Scratch himself.
2: See, that's where I like to the, think they reside.
1: Well, and... You know, it's
2: a whole, let me into your house.
1: The legend says that demons can't just come into your house. They have to, they be, invited. to be
2: invited. in, And
1: yeah. they will not pass the threshold without being invited in. I mean, so that, I th- that might be more vampires, but we can go with that. With demons and stuff, usually they're conjured in a house.
2: Yeah, but again, if you go back to my favorite TV show, Supernatural.
1: Oh, they can come in. They
2: have to salt windows and doorways to keep them out.
1: Yes, and they do talk about, I don't know if I get into that or not. No, I don't think I did, but towards the end, remind me to cover some of the ways to okay. ward off the black-eyed kids. They were very, some of them were very silly. Well, apparently just closing the door on them works. Well, that does too, yeah. (laughs) Supposedly, they just want to use your phone to call their parents, but the moment you lock eyes with them, it's like you've stumbled into a sinister plot and there's no turning back. Now, some people swear that these creepy kids have been lurking since the 1980s, but most sources point their bony fingers at 1996 when a certain Brian Bethel penned a post that launched this hair-raising legend, which we read his story. Mm -hmm. Uh, Of course, the internet is where you can find folks claiming they have spotted everything from ghosts to aliens to Elvis himself sipping a margarita in the Bermuda Triangle. I mean, I mean, who wouldn't want to believe Elvis is alive and well, right? Now, when it comes to those supposed black eyed children, the mystery deepens. Why do they show up at your doorstep uninvited in the dead of night? It's a riddle that even the finest Internet detectives have yet to crack. But here's the deal. On and off chance that these eerie youngsters are real and not just a plot twist in the world's spookiest bedtime story you're probably better off not crossing paths with one.
2: i appreciate it if they come to our house that they're at least like high school age so I can just bop them on the nose (laughs) and slam the door in their face right away. I'd have a harder time with an 8-year-old, you know?
1: Well, the one thing, I was watching this YouTube video, and the girl on the video that was telling the story of the black-eyed kids and stuff, she said, Everybody
2: everybody was kung fu fighting.
1: (laughs) She said, the more you research them, and the more you think about them and talk about them, the more likely you are to encounter them. And I'm like, well, I'm screwed. Yeah, I just spent are. all this time researching. and You can't blame me anymore. <laughs> I am screwed. The black-eyed kids are coming. I'll just make them a part of our Halloween decorations.
2: <laughs> have them stand outside. Yeah. <laughs> Hand out candy.
1: <laughs> this legend decided to go all international and hopped across the ponds, landing right in the lap of the U.K., In 2014, the Daily Star, known for its hard-hitting journalism and knack for sensational stories, gave the black-eyed children not one, not two, but a whopping three front-page features. Move over, politics. It's spooky time.
2: Yeah, kids are famous, man.
1: Right. And for a uh, supernatural typing to be featured on the front page of a reputable newspaper three times? Oh, that's pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. Now, these sightings sent shockwaves through the ghost hunting community. I mean, we're talking about folks who have watched every X-Files episode on repeat and have Mulder and Scully on speed dial. They were convinced that these black-eyed kids were the real deal. You know, possibly extraterrestrial, vampire, or ghostly visitor. And they took this paranormal posse pretty darn seriously. Because when the ghosts come knocking, you answer. Or maybe just lock the door and pretend you're not home. (laughs) That's probably your better option. Yes, that's what I would do. So, you thought the black-eyed kids were bad. Well, meet the White-Eyed Kids. White-Eyed Kids? Uh Uh-huh. The distant relatives of the infamous Black-Eyed Kids. They are like the Black-Eyed Kids, but with a telepathic twist. Basically, they got an upgrade in the psychic department. Bastards. (laughs) Now, much like their Black-Eyed Cousins, these White-Eyed Kids, or W.E.K. for short... Enjoy knocking on doors and windows as well. But here's where they put their own spin on things. Usually, B.E.K.'s come up as a duo, ready to haunt your doorstep. But the white-eyed kids crew preferred to uh, keep it intimate and seclusive. Like a solo gig. They're the introverts of the paranormal world and would love to hang out in isolated spots. You know, like the woods, campgrounds nature enthusiast, perhaps now here's where it gets really freaky black-eyed kids are all about manners and won't step inside your crib without the invite but the white-eyed kids nope they just pop inside your home no invitation required and once they're in they pull a classic mannequin move staring at you like you're the latest Netflix release They're not big talkers, though, because they're too busy being telepathic marvels. That's right. They communicate through mind control, like paranormal version of texting. But here's the kicker. You might not even realize you're chatting telepathically with them until they vanish into thin air or catch a glimpse of their eerie eyes. Some folks have reported these pint-sized psychics staring at them for weeks or even days after the initial meetup, talk about your clingy connection. <laughs> no doubt, man. They creep me out even that's more a than house
2: the. Guest I don't want.
1: Right, they creep me out even more than the black-eyed kids, and I didn't think that was possible. just
2: go outside and stare through a window. Jeez.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and if that's not enough, you might just discover handprints on your car windows, implying that you've got a white-eyed child fan club following your every move spooky right Mm -hmm. now here's the chilling twist some folks think that these white-eyed kids are like messengers of doom you know showing up right before someone you know kicks the bucket like a ghostly version of a warning sign so next time you see a white-eyed child maybe check your calendar for any impeding doom dates and make sure everyone you know is still breathing okay now that I hit you with not one, but a dynamic duo of spine-chilling beans, it's time for a bonus round of internet encounters that'll make you question everything that goes bump in the night. Before we get into some of these stories, do you guys have any questions or anything you want to add to the black-eyed kid encounters or I'm gonna white-eyed pull
2: kids? a Tam and say. No.
1: No. Nope, I don't
0: think so.
2: <laughs>
1: All right, so we'll tell a couple tales. So the first story I'm going to share is from somebody's screen name of No Sleep 2012. And the name of their story is called The Midnight Caller. It almost felt like a dream. I woke up to my dog, Lucy, barking. She was upright at the bed where my husband and I were sleeping with our 22-month-old daughter, staring out our door like an unknown stranger was out there rummaging around. I thought she was just freaking out over a house noise. We only had her for three months, and she was still a puppy. It could have been anything, our roommate, a creak from the house settling, the awnings moving outside in the breeze. I wasn't too concerned initially. I decided the best bet would be to open the door and show her nothing was there, it sounds a bit silly, but that's what we do with our daughter when she gets scared. And just I... throw her outside. <laughs> well, this is their bedroom door, not the outside oh, door yet. <laughs> but yeah, just throw her out to the wolves. <laughs> and I figured it should work with a puppy too. I opened the door and she raced to the front door. She stood there snarling at the door. It was an angry, violent growl. I had never heard her make this noise before. I looked grog- grog- groggly... <laughs> I looked at her very sleepy, I will because I can't say that word, at her and I opened the baby gate blocking the doorway, planning to open the door and show her everything was okay. The second my hand reached for the deadbolt, Lucy went wild. She started barking and jumped towards me and when I touched the metal... She suddenly changed her temper. She whimpered, almost like she was afraid and was backing down. As her mannerism changed, so did mine. I wasn't calm anymore. My heart was racing and sinking at the same time. I had been flooded with a mixture of fear and dread. I looked through the peephole, and I can't explain why I looked, but I did. Outside were two kids.
2: And now, a quick word from our friends at Weird Mythic.
0: Hello, my friends. My name's Naomi, and I am the host of Weird Mythic Podcast. It is a podcast all about that strange and unusual things that are not easy to explain in this world. Talk a lot about cryptids, everything from the bunyip, all the way to Bigfoot, Pukwudgies, Thunderbirds, you name it, I'll cover it. Go ahead and listen to Weird Mythic Podcast anywhere you get your podcast fix. I hope you tune in soon.
1: One was just a smidgen shorter than me and didn't look to be much younger. I'm 21 and she looked to be about 16 or 17. She was slender and pale. Her hair was a light shade of honey blonde and she wore it long, about mid-back, with long, thin, blunt bangs in front, That covered most of her eyes. She wore jeans, a light wash that was popular right now, and a thin-looking, olive-colored, pullover-style hoodie. She held the hand of a small girl who looked to be around three or four in the same style jeans and a button-down ivory cardigan or sweater. The smaller one looked at the floor shyly, but had the same shade of hair tied back in a ponytail. She held a stuffed toy under her free arm and it was identical to one that my daughter had and her dress was the same style of dress that my daughter wore as well. Had it not been for the feeling of overwhelming dread and fear, I probably would have asked these children in and given them some tea or hot chocolate to get them out of the bitter cold. Something about them seemed off though. At this point, I hadn't made any noise. I hadn't shushed the dog or grumbled, nothing. I hadn't turned on any lights. These kids had no indicators that I was at the door. The older one then spoke. She had a voice that was mature, confident, and strong, and she did not have an accent. She held her head tilted downwards, and I could not see her eyes. She said, "'We have to use your phone.'" I stood frozen in fear. How the hell did she know I was there? She raised her head to face me directly, and that's when I saw her eyes. There was a reason I couldn't see them through her bangs before, but they were black, or midnight blue, or a dark purple, but they were otherworldly. Then the girl said, Our mother is worried. As someone that has always been interested in creepy stories,
2: I don't think Tam liked your creepy story.
1: She loved. She just <laughs> bolted on <laughs> here like she
2: had explosive diarrhea. Ch-
1: she gone. I don't think that she enjoyed the black-eyed kid story. I don't stories. think she did either. <laughs> I didn't either. But... Entertained the hell out of me though seeing her run out of here. <laughs> poof, and she gone. She gone. So this person said that, you know, she's been interested in creepy stories and she knew what these girls were the second she looked at them and saw those eyes. I have devil eyes. The devil eyes. The demonic. I have never been one to believe in these things. As a staunch atheist and a skeptic when it comes to the paranormal, I had written off many ghost stories from friends and family members. Eager to tell their tale. Why
2: is it that everybody that tells these stories... Always says they're Always skeptic? starts with, yeah, I, I've never believed in this kind of thing, but... Well, just wait until
1: you have your first encounter. You'll be saying the same thing.
2: Nah, I'll figure it out. <laughs> You'll yeah, it debunk like, it somehow? Yeah, bad electricity wire, you know, electrical <laughs> wire, bad breaker.
1: <laughs> well, as she said, still... She didn't believe it, but I could not rationalize my way out of this. I was standing with nothing but a thin wooden door between me and the black-eyed kids. There was no question what was right in front of me. She did not answer her. Slowly and silently, she backed away from the door. Lucy was still cowering at her ankles. She kept talking, just let us in. To use your phone. Let me in. I took another step back, and with that step, the tone changed. At first, she seemed polite. I promise I won't eat you. <laughs> Let
2: me in to use your phone.
1: <laughs> you would make a creepy black-eyed kid, baby. Oh, yeah. I'd be good. <laughs> I'd
2: start dancing like the Make it baby. <laughs>
1: With the blacked out eyes, hell yeah! I know what your next Halloween costume's gonna be.
2: <laughs> I'm gonna get some of those big fake hoops that you can put on your ears, you know, <laughs> and you know, like a, a skull bone through my nose, and oh yeah, people yeah. people dig
0: that. They
1: will totally dig that. <laughs> so when I took that second step back, she became commanding, almost hostile. We're not going to hurt you. If we wanted to do that, we would have broken in. I'll ask again. May we come in and use your phone? Holy shit. Well, in that case, sure, come on in. Of course. Let's have some cookies and milk. Totally. You want some tea? Sit down by the fire, have a good old time, we'll talk, (laughs) get to know each other. (laughs) Lucy snarled at the door. And I inched backwards, though something inside me seemed to be slowly pulling me back towards the door. It wasn't a physical pulling so much as a subconscious need to go back and let them in. Hell no. Hells to the no. I got to my room, covered up the window, locked the door, and sat there in the dim light of the nightlight. I heard her call back to the door once more. And then everything was quiet. I didn't go back to sleep that night. I haven't slept right since. I know from reading about the black-eyed kids, they can't just come in without permission. I know they hadn't hurt anyone, but I still fear I'll be the exception. When I told my husband he said it was just a dream, he keeps telling me to forget about it, but this lingering feeling of sadness This dread when the house is silent at night. This fear of a knock at the door. It tells me otherwise. So, yeah, pretty creepy on that one. And I've got a few more, but depending on time, we may just get to this last one. We'll see how long this one is. Okay. This one is from Sarah Beth 11, and the title is Halloween. This is so funny. I'd never heard of the black eyed kids before my incident. So when I come on here to post my story and the first story I see is about the black eyed kids weird. Let me preface this by saying I'm no means a writer. I'm just a domestic engineer living in North Texas. Also, I don't believe in the paranormal ghosts, demons, aliens, whatever. However, I did have an event happen to me this Halloween. I have to admit, it has me scratching my head. This is my first post on Reddit, so sorry to say I've never heard about it until yesterday. I told my best friend about the incident, and she's an avid reader of No Sleep, and she told me that if I didn't post it, she would. So here I am. Anyway, I hope you like it. So I'm thinking the her friend is an avid reader of no sleep. That must be like a Reddit column or uh, a Reddit topic or something okay. where people like type in their stories that are creepy and supposed to keep you up at night. I'm not a big Reddit user, so I'm not 100% I'm sure. I'm not either. I have
2: never heard of that. You've never heard of Reddit? Oh, I've heard of Reddit. I Just,
1: just I, not the no sleep? Yeah. Okay.
2: I mean, I do live on Earth, after
1: all. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so it had been a slow trick-or-treat night in our neighborhood that evening, which is pretty odd in itself. We usually have kids from different areas dropped off in hours and have a constant parade at our door. That night, I'd say we had no more than eight or ten groups of kids come by the entire night. It was about 9.30 p.m., and my husband and I were sitting in our family room watching some of the ghost shows based on supposedly actual events. Like I said, I don't believe in that stuff, but I do like a ghost story now and then. And it was Halloween after all. We hadn't had any activity at the door in over a half an hour, and it was getting late, So we decided to turn the porch light off and let our dog Chloe out of her crate. Chloe is an American bulldog and is very docile. We only put her in the crate because we were afraid she'd try to get out and play with all the kids and I didn't want to have to chase her down the street. Also, we didn't want her to scare any of the kids because she would look a little intimidating to the younger kids. So I turned the outside light off let Chloe out, and she followed me back to the couch and laid down at my feet. It was getting closer to 10 p.m. when my husband decided he had enough fun for the night and was going to go upstairs and take a shower and get ready for bed. After all, it was Thursday and he still had to get up early the next day. My teenage son was out with his friends at a local haunted house and wasn't expected back for another hour or so, so that left me alone on the couch with Chloe. Now, just because I don't believe doesn't mean these shows don't freak me out a bit. And being alone now watching, I'd have to say I was kind of on edge, as it were. It wasn't long after I heard the upstairs water for the shower turn on when there came a light knock, knock, knock at the front door. My initial reaction was, what the hell? Really? It's almost 10 o'clock. Go home. But soon, an uneasy feeling came over me. Why the knock? Our doorbell glows in the dark, and without the porch light, it would be extra obvious to anyone there. I paused. I couldn't really just ignore it. Our front door had a big beveled glass panel, and anybody that was right at the door could see in enough to see someone was in the family room watching TV. It would be pretty rude for me just to sit there and not answer it. Knock 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 again from the door. I glanced down at Chloe and she was gone. My gaze followed her usual path to the front door expecting her to be on her way there as she normally does. Nothing. She wasn't there. I stood up to look around the room better st- stood up to look around the room better and found her crouching by the back door like she was wanting out. However, she never asked to go out like that. She always comes and licks my hand or puts her head on my knee. This was totally out of character for her, and I have to say it heightened my anxiety. Chloe, crate, I said. She turned back to look at me like, hell no, lady, ain't movin'. I yelled up to my husband, but he was already in the shower, and I knew there was no chance of him hearing me. Knock, knock, knock. About that time, a car drove down the street and cast enough light on the door where I could see the silhouettes of two small children through the glass. I instantly felt relief. It was just some kids, probably a couple of my neighbors, on their way back home and wanted to stop by and show me their costume or something. I headed to the door and looked back to make sure Chloe wasn't going to follow. What a great watchdog, I thought to myself as she just sat there. I turned on the porch light and when I got to the door, sure enough, I could see through the glass that it was a couple of pretty small kids. A little late for such young ones, I thought, and I began to wonder what kind of parents would let their kids run the streets that late at night. I only opened the door enough where I could block Chloe's escape if she decided to grow some balls, which was only about two feet. What struck me immediately as odd was the kids weren't wearing any costumes. They were in normal street clothes. Also, no customary trick-or-treat, nothing. Smell my feet. (laughs) Give me something good to eat. If you don't, I don't care. I'll just pull down your underwear. Is that how it went? (laughs) I don't know. I began to feel very uneasy again. It was a boy and a girl. The girl to my left was older, I'd say around 11 or 12. I could tell she was blonde, but I couldn't make out any distinct features as our lights are from high above on the columns at the front of the porch, so most of the light was coming from behind them. I had not opened the door wide enough for any light from inside to hit them directly. The boy was younger and was about a foot shorter, I'd say maybe around 8 or 9, and he looked to have light brown hair. The girl very politely spoke up. Ma'am, can we please come inside and use your phone to call our mom? As she spoke, something in the pit of my stomach was telling me something was wrong. What kid, even at that age, doesn't have a cell phone of their own these days? I couldn't remember the last time I'd had anybody ask me to use my home phone. hun. "'Don't you have a phone of your own you can call your mom on?' I asked. This was when things really got weird. Both kids turned to look at one another like they were going to say something to one another, but neither spoke. They both turned and looked back at me, and the girl said, "'Ma'am, my cell phone battery doesn't have any charge left in it. "'Can we please come inside and call our mother? "'We're alone out here, and my brother is scared.'" I have to admit, there were two competing feelings going on inside of me. The first, that of the mother's heart that I wanted to help these two children get to their mom. The other, a sinking fear in my gut that was keeping the other feeling at bay. It was then when I noticed that during this short conversation, I'd already opened the door a few extra inches, which I was completely unaware of doing. I stopped Honey, why don't you give me your mom's number and I can call her myself? Another pause, and again, they looked at one another. After a short moment, they turned back to me, and the girl said, Ma'am, my little brother has to use your bathroom. Can we please come inside while you call our mom? And with that last statement, the little girl moved closer towards the door like she was just going to walk in on me. As she did, she stepped into the light coming from the inside of the house and I got my first real look at her solid jet black eyes that's all I could see that motherly instinct was gone and was replaced by terror I don't think I've ever felt in my life I could feel every hair on my arm and back of my neck standing at attention I closed the door to where just my face was able to stick out the little girl stopped and again pleaded please ma'am we're really scared and we're alone out here. We have to come inside. Please help us. Then, like on cue, both kids began to whimper and cry. That's when fear took over, and I shut and locked the door. I'll call your mom if you give me the number, I shouted through the door, but I'm not letting you in my house. I could see them stand there on the porch just staring at me through the beveled glass pane. Part of me wanted to run upstairs to my husband, but the bigger part of me didn't want to lose track of where they were. That would have freaked me out even more, to not know where they were. After what seemed like forever, but probably only a few seconds, I decided to call my neighbor that lives across the street. As I made my way to the side of the table, by our couch, to my phone, I glanced at the back door. Chloe was nowhere to be found.
2: See, that's what I would have done. I would have thought about that neighbor that, you know, you don't really get along with, and I've been like, Go over to that person's house (laughs) over there. They have a really nice phone for you to use.
1: (laughs) Pass the buck to the neighbors. Send the creepy kids over. Tell them I say hi. (laughs) Boy, don't make enemies with Jeremy in the neighborhood. (laughs) (laughs) We later found Chloe, the dog, in the guest room under the bed. When I got my phone and started to look for our neighbor's contact info, It was only then that the kids stepped away from the door and began to walk to the street. As they did, I walked to the door to get a better look to see where they went, still not calling my neighbor. If you get close enough to the glass, you can see out enough to make out people's shapes, but you can't see much detail. Of course, standing that close to the door would make you pretty obvious to anyone outside looking in. From the door, I could see that the kids were still standing under the street lamp nearest my house, Staring at me as I lifted the phone to my ear after calling, only then did the kids start walking down the street. I met my neighbor out under the lamp once he was out there, but the kids were nowhere to be seen, so you <laughs> you're creeped out and these kids are lurking somewhere that you can't see them, and you call your neighbor out to meet you outside? No, not God, me huh? yeah. Like I said, I don't believe in any of this stuff, and I had never heard about the black-eyed kids before talking to my friend. What I really think, or what I have to think, is that these kids were just out yanking people's chains on Halloween night. But I will say this for them. They were good, really good at it. They scared the shit out of me and my dog. So those are a couple examples of different encounters that people have. I do have more. And if anybody's interested in reading more, I can post them on our Instagram or Facebook and, you know, put the links to the stories and stuff. But they all kind of are along the same lines. The only one that I did read that was different and the only reason I didn't put it in the story is because the original person who uh, came up with this that I can't think of his name now. He was. Yeah. There you go. He had also had another story that he wrote Mm -hmm. and there was a lot of back and forth, whether it was true or not, but they talked about people letting the black eyed kids into their house Mm -hmm. and weird things started happening. They let him in, let him go to the bathroom. The woman went down the hallway with the kids and then their lights started blinking and then all the lights in the house went off and the kids came out of the bathroom and said their parents were there. And then the lady looked out the door and there was two men standing at the end of the sidewalk. And at the same time, she turned to her husband who's just realized that his nose was bleeding really bad. And so that got to be a little bit more supernatural, you know, like fictional type, you know, to me. Whether or not it was a true story, I don't know. But I wanted to do more of the accounts of people on Reddit versus yeah what this other guy well, had maybe wrote.
2: maybe we can add... Uh... Those and create them into like mini-sodes.
1: There you go. We could definitely do some. I mean, because there are some more good stories. It's just I don't want to, you know, take too much time and read too many of them. And if you guys have an interest, we can do more episodes on the Black-Eyed Kids, I know a lot of people are intrigued by them. Yeah, I d- let us
2: know. Yeah,
1: I did not find any stories that anybody had written on the White-Eyed Kids. I did look. I really thought the Black-Eyed Kids were a bigger thing. There would be more information and more stories. But I really struggled to find a lot of stuff, which I was shocked.
2: Yeah, I think, you know, you're probably going to be able to find a lot of stories, but... You know, they're all going to be relatively short because Right. most people don't let the kids in the house. You know,
1: right. So. But that's all I have for that. But Ooh.
2: now if you have seen and invited black-eyed kids into your home, please share your stories of how that transpired and turned out for you.
1: Right. or.
2: Mostly, I want to know.
0: Yes.
1: <laughs> any any stories. We really would love to start doing listener stories. So uh, I would love, 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 love to hear your stories. But before we wrap up for this episode, we have our conundrum challenge for this week. So the riddle is the more you take, the more you leave behind. What am I?
2: Ooh, sounds good.
1: So anybody who uh, gets that right will get a shout out on next week's episode. Nice. But I think did I don't think we had any other business or I think um that's it. We do apologize. This episode is coming out late. Um, we have been swamped with work, so we're doing the best that we can to try to balance. And just bear with us for the next couple weeks while we get some more people hired. Being business owners and podcasters is, uh, it takes up a lot of time and there's just not enough hours in the day and nobody's figured out a way to clone us yet, so. Which is a bummer. Yes. (laughs) So with that, that's all I have.
2: All right. It sounds like a wrap.
1: It sounds like a wrap. Until next time. Goodbye, everybody. Love you. Goodbye. Laters.
2: Thanks for hanging out with us here at Total Conundrum. Please make sure to check out our website and blog at TotalConundrum.com for news, upcoming events, merch, bloopers, and additional hysteria. You never know what will pop up, so be sure to follow along. If you want to show your support for Total Conundrum and gain access to all of our bonus content, please visit our Patreon page. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. The links are available in our show notes. If you have any questions, comments, recommendations, or stories to share, please email us at contact at totalconundrum.com. Episodes are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcast, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. If you like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. We appreciate the love. Keep on creeping on, mother cluckers.